This is Messages from the Middle, episode number eight, Your Stories Not Finished. Today on the episode, I tackle a very difficult subject, and that is the subject of suicidal ideation. I want to put a warning here that if this is something that you're very sensitive to, then this may be an episode you want to skip. But I will say, I believe this is very important information and information that needs to get out there. So with all of that being said, let's get into the episode. Have you noticed that people don't usually share their struggles until they're over? It's not until they've defeated their dragon and marched victoriously home that they share their story. Well, I'm not one of those people. My name is Wendy Parrish, and I am in the middle of my story. From the middle, I've learned a few things, and I would like to bring you into my story. This is the good, the struggle, the light, the dark, and the lessons learned. This is Messages from the Middle. This is an episode I have been hesitant to record, but I feel it's critically important to do for those in crisis. I will give my first ever trigger warning in the Messages from the Middle podcast. I will be talking about suicidal ideation and suicidal thoughts. I know just talking about it can be very upsetting for many. So I want to start by offering some very important information. If you or someone you love is struggling with suicidal ideation, call 988 for mental health support. This is a groundbreaking new system, and I want to applaud whoever it is that put this three easy number system into place. I am concerned about the effects that me talking so openly about suicidal ideation will have on the people closest to me. But I also know this subject is very important. I've said before that the only way out is through, and the only way to remove a stigma is to talk openly about it. We need to talk about the hard things so that our children, friends, and family feel like they can share when they're hurting, especially when they have thoughts of ending their life. I'll never forget when a therapist told me that the end of untreated mental illness is death. I don't know why I'd never thought of that before, but it's absolutely true. Getting help is a lifeboat, a second chance at life. I want people to know that there is a lifeboat and a second chance at life. So here goes. I will see it again. I am not a doctor or a therapist. I have no professional mental health training. Anything I share here is for your information and is meant to start a conversation about mental health and work towards ending the stigma on mental health and suicidal ideation. Suicidal ideation is the term for thoughts of ending one's own life. There are two different kinds of suicidal ideation. Passive, which means a person wishes they were dead or that they could die. And active ideation, which means a person is not just thinking about wanting to die but make suicidal plans they are willing to carry out. It's worth noting that passive ideation is no less dangerous than active ideation. Passive ideation can very quickly become active. It's important that you're aware of this and aware of the warning signs. This applies to yourself or if you are concerned about someone you love. In the worldwide population, suicidal ideation is about 2% of people within a 12-month period of time. That number is significantly higher for people with a mental health disorder. The exact numbers are unclear, 
But since suicidal ideation is a symptom of mental health disorders like major depression and bipolar disorder, the problem exists at a far greater percentage in those populations. Having thoughts of taking your own life is common among those dealing with depression and mental health. It just is. It's important to remember, however, that what you are feeling or thinking does not have to translate into action or mean that you will take action. Here's another scary statistic. Suicide is on the rise. The U.S. reported a 30% increase since 1999, and it's the 10th overall leading cause of death. I believe that social media, isolation from our fellow humans, less community connection, and an increasingly complicated and scary world all contribute. Modern media and its desire to create conflict, tribalism, sensationalism, and fear ramp up the anxiety and depression and sense of isolation. It's also important to note that suicidal thoughts fluctuate. They are known to wax and wane. At times, the thoughts may be specific, intense, and persistent. Then the next, they may be more vague and occur less frequently. However, it's always important to take thoughts about suicide seriously and seek help, even if they seem like they've improved. By the way, a recurring statement I'm going to make in this episode is get help. I also want to clear up some misconceptions about suicidal ideation. One prevalent myth is that people who talk about suicide are just seeking attention. In reality, these individuals may be desperately reaching out for help and support. It's crucial to take any mention or indication of suicidal thoughts seriously and respond with empathy and concern. Another misconception is that suicidal thoughts are always a sign of mental illness. While suicidal thoughts are common, especially in people with depression and anxiety, it's important to remember that anyone can experience suicidal ideation during periods of extreme stress, grief, or overwhelming emotions. It's essential to approach these situations with compassion and understanding. You never know what's happening in someone's story. That person could even be living under your very same roof and you have no clue what thoughts and experiences are occurring in their everyday life. Here are a few causes of suicidal thoughts. Being bullied, chronic stress, family rejection, social isolation, substance abuse, traumatic brain injury, chronic mental conditions, a family history of suicide, history of trauma or abuse, family history of substance abuse, family history of mental health problems, and exposure to suicidal behavior of a family member, a friend, or even someone in the media. We literally never know what's going on in a person's life. We must remember to treat everyone with compassion and curiosity. Compassion motivates people to go out of their way to think of and to take care of other people's mental, physical, and emotional pain. Compassion is being sensitive to the emotional aspects of other suffering. Curiosity will allow you to open your mind to the idea that there are things you don't understand, and that's okay. Curiosity allows you to seek knowledge and learn more about something. Curiosity is the antidote for ignorance. Ask questions, listen and show compassion, share only love, not judgment. 
I can promise you a person dealing with suicidal thoughts is in excruciating pain. I found this beautiful quote by Leo Buscaglia. Too often we underestimate the power of a touch, a smile, a kind word, a listening ear, an honest compliment, or the smallest act of caring, all of which have the potential to turn a life around. With compassion and curiosity, we have the power to change lives, including our own. You need compassion and curiosity when it comes to yourself. If you are having suicidal thoughts, they may just show up for you. And I can promise you that judging and beating yourself up for having these thoughts will only add to the self-hatred spiral and feelings of worthlessness. Ask yourself, what is happening in my life when I start to feel this way? What circumstances occur that cause me to feel this way and have these thoughts? Asking questions will help you get to a place where you can see that you are not your thoughts and that work needs to be done to clean up why these thoughts are happening for you. If you are someone who's concerned about someone in your life who may be having suicidal thoughts, here are some warning signs to be aware of. Isolating themselves from their loved ones. Feeling hopeless or trapped. Talking about death or suicide. Giving away possessions. An increase in substance abuse and or misuse. Increased mood swings, anger, rage, and or irritability. Engaging in risk-taking behaviors. Accessing the means or seeking the means to kill themselves. Acting as if they're saying goodbye to people. Feeling extremely anxious. Saying things like, I won't live that long, or I don't plan to be around here for that. And saying, I just want to go to sleep and never wake up. When you notice these things, do not brush them off. All of these signs or a combination of these are big red flags. And if you ask them about it, more than likely they're going to deny it. But when they're ready, by you talking to them, they will know who they can come to when they're ready. Asking shows that you are concerned and that you care. These are the steps. Ask, love, show concern, get them help. Find a therapist, call 988, and if you feel there's immediate danger, take them to the emergency room. If this is you, please, please, I'm begging you reach out. Find someone you can trust and talk to them. If you're concerned about sharing your thoughts with loved ones for fear of judgment or even hurting their feelings, you can speak to a caring stranger, preferably a professional. I personally called crisis lines at mental health clinics, and I've even messaged an online therapist just to have a person to talk to anonymously. Don't hesitate to call if you need help. Call 988. Opening up about your darkest thoughts is so hard. You will fear judgment. You will think this is a sign of everything that's wrong with you, but it's not. These thoughts are another symptom of your illness. Your brain is reacting to fear, the unknown, and hopelessness. I know there's fear in just saying the words, but you have to bring the darkness into the light. It's in the darkness that we suffocate. Bringing our darkness into the light is how we learn to breathe again. Reaching out to someone is a sign of your strength. 
getting help is the bravest and strongest thing you can do. I know how extremely difficult it feels to say the words, but those words will save your life. And by that I mean you will not only live, but you can save your life. You can get better. You can find ways to heal your brain and your body. You can achieve a life that you want to live. This is the important part, so please listen. Healing is possible. It's not always linear. Sometimes it feels like two steps forward and one step back, but there will be days of 10 steps forward. I said this before, and I'm saying it again. Healing is possible. You can live a life you love, find someone you trust, speak the words, do the work, and trust that living will be more than just waking up every morning, but looking forward to each new day as it comes. I want to bring it back around to compassion and curiosity for a moment. One of the reasons I felt strongly compelled to share this episode were the comments that I saw after Stephen Twitch Boss died earlier this year. Many comments were of love and support for his family and those close to him. But then there were the ones. You know, the ones. They made me just a little angry. The ones that said he was being selfish. Once again, we have no idea what's happening in someone's story. A perfect life does not mean a perfect brain. I stated this in my first episode. As much as it's hard for me to acknowledge, I truly believed that I would be doing the people in my life a favor. I was so sick that I just knew if I wasn't here, then everyone in my life would be so much better off. Suicidal thoughts are a symptom of a sickness, not a weakness, and not the ultimate narcissism. They are desperate thoughts of someone in excruciating pain. I also want to say that suicide is unbearably painful for those left behind. I know that there are people who love you and need you and can't imagine a world without you. I was working with a woman once who gave me a punch in the face reality check that changed everything for me. We both believe in an afterlife and part of that afterlife allows us to be close to our loved ones even after death. She said, I would be watching the people who love me struggle and I wouldn't be able to help them. And it would be because of me that they were struggling. I got sick to my stomach and I knew right then that I had to fight to heal because I was needed here. I hated the idea of hurting the people that I loved. The symbol used to represent those who struggle with suicidal thoughts, depression, anxiety, addiction, and other mental health issues is the semicolon. A semicolon is used when a writer could have ended a sentence, but they chose not to. The sentence isn't finished. The story isn't finished. You are the author of your story, and your story isn't finished. I'm making a personal plea right now to anyone who is struggling with suicidal ideation. I want to ask you to fight to heal. I want to ask you to reach out for help, to dial 988 and to know that healing is possible, that you can have a life that you want to live. I've seen it happen with others and I'm watching it happen with myself. And I also want you to know 
that you are loved and you matter, no matter who you are or where you are in your story. Thank you so much for listening today. I know that this was a difficult subject to tackle, but I also know that it's very important. And I'd like to ask a favor. If you found this episode or any of my episodes helpful, could you please take a screenshot in iTunes or Spotify or wherever you listen to your podcasts and post it in your stories or somewhere on social media? You can tag me at Child Songbird, and you can also add the link to the episode. It would be really helpful. The reason I created this podcast is because I have a message that I want to share. I want to help people dealing with suicidal ideation and mental health not feel alone and to make mental health discussions more prevalent and acceptable. And I'm going to need some help to get my message out there. I love you all so much. Thank you so much for being here with me and we'll see you next week. Thank you so much for joining me in the middle of my story. My theme music is White Linen by Asher Child. He's my kid. You can find all of his amazing music on all streaming platforms. And you know, it just wouldn't be a podcast if I didn't ask you to subscribe and share this podcast with your friends. But seriously, it would really mean so much to me if you did. Thank you so much and see you next time. When I'm walking.